With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, open it, Sam, quickly. All right, all right. Don't get excited. Hmm? Huh? What did they say? Sam, what's wrong? Ignorant fools? Well, well, read it. That from its complicated character, its liability to accident and other reasons, this arm is entirely unsuited to the general purpose of the service. Uh, I was afraid of this. You're wrong. I know they are. These men are military experts. So is Captain Walker a military expert. Do you remember him? Well, I should. He's been our only customer so far. Captain Walker's a captain in the Texas Rangers. They know firearms as well as anyone, and he bought a hundred of them. At the actual cost of production, we didn't make a penny on the sale. Just the same. He bought them, and so will others. Who? They're fighting the Seminoles down in Florida right now. Suppose I go down there and sell some guns to the local army purchasing agent. My six-shooter would be invaluable in the kind of jungle war they're fighting. You can't go down to Florida. Well, I'm going. And what's more, I'm going to sell guns. And I did. General Jessup and his purchasing agent, Colonel Harney was so impressed with my demonstration that they bought 50 guns and gave me a draft for $6,250. The company was saved. I started for home with a high heart and with the precious draft in my coat pocket. But the ship taking me to St. Augustine was caught in a storm and grounded on a sandbar. A member of the crew offered to row me ashore in a small boat, and we set out in choppy seas. Don't you worry, mister. I'll have you ashore in no time. Good, I'm in a hurry. That a government dispatch you got in your coat pocket? Better than that, it's a government draft. Oh, no wonder you're in a hurry. Hey, look out! Nearly upset us that time. We better hurry. This sea is rising. Can we make it? You better pitch in. Grab an oar. All right. There we are. Now, pull! You can't roll with that coat on. Take it off. I guess you're right. Now, sit on it. Now, let me have that oar again. Are you ready? Now, pull! 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 Hey, look out! Here comes a big one! Pull your side! Head into it! Too late! We're going over! Jump! You all right, mister? Where are you? Here. I'm all right. My coat. Where's my coat? Forget the coat, mister. Uh, we can make it to shore. You'll be lucky. brink of success, everything was lost. Without the bank draft, I discovered I would need a special act of Congress to recover my money. 
Without the money, even an act of Congress wouldn't keep the Patton Arms Company alive. Almost as soon as I reported my loss, the factory closed its doors, and once again, I was a ruined man. I thought for a time it was the end of everything. And then at last, there came the turning point. I returned to my temporary lodgings in the Carlton House in New York to find Captain Sam Walker of the Texas Rangers waiting for me. Sam Colt, it's a pleasure to shake your hand again. Thank you, Captain Walker. It's an unexpected pleasure for me. Sam, how soon can you get me a thousand of your pistols? What? A thousand? I need them now. You bought a hundred of them from me at cost once, Captain. I couldn't afford another deal like that. Uh, Money is no object this time. How soon can I have them? Plants closed, the machinery's gone. I haven't even got a model of the gun in my possession. Well, then get a model. Now, what about you? You once had a hundred of them. Did you bring one with you? I'm afraid not. This war going on against Mexico, we need every gun down there where the fighting is. I don't know what we're going to do. Can't buy a Colt revolver around here for love of money. Do you uh, still own the patent? Naturally. Then what are you waiting for? Get to work and make me a thousand guns. But I don't even have any of my drawings left. Well, make more drawings. Build a machine shop. Do whatever you have to do. But make me those guns before old Santa Ana comes marching up to Washington and hangs President Polk up by the thumbs. All right, Captain. If that's how it is, I'll get to work on it at once. Good. And remember, money is no object this time. first real order I'd ever had. I was whether out of plan, a model, or even a drawing. But I knew my gun, and I started to work at once. I filled the order and more. Of course, we won the war, and Texas was free. Uh, To be perfectly honest about it, the Colt revolvers that were in use in Resaca de la Palma, Monterey, and Buena Vista were few and far between. But I never forgot the lessons I'd learned about the power of advertising. I talked quite a bit about how they won the war against a numerically superior foe. And I could back up my claim, too, because the Mexicans were glad to find any excuse for the humiliation of their defeat. They blamed it all on the Colt revolver, too. It was the last time I had to exaggerate. From then on, my guns spoke for themselves in the frontier of the West and in the armies and navies of the world. I lived to see my own name, Colt, become a synonym for revolver. But I always liked that other name for it, too. I liked to hear it called The Peacemaker. You have been listening to Inheritance, presented by the National Broadcasting Company in cooperation with the American Legion. And now it's our privilege to hear from Mr. George Ainger. Chairman of the Legion's Child Welfare Commission, Mr. Ainger. For hundreds of years, one of man's noblest instincts has been to make the world, or at least his particular part of the world, a little better place for his children. The three million veterans of World War I, World War II, and the Korean conflict who make up the American Legion share in this universal desire. And for 30 years have carried on a nationwide volunteer child welfare effort. Starting with the goal of assuring care and protection for children of those veterans who lost their lives or their health in wartime military service, the American Legion has broadened its activities to include all children. 
only when all children are free from want and insecurity can we be sure that any particular group is happy and healthy. During the past 30 years, the American Legion, primarily through its 17,000 posts and the nearly 14,000 units of the American Legion Auxiliary, has channeled almost $120 million into direct relief and other activities of benefit to children and youth. But of even greater importance than dollars spent has been the fact that thousands of volunteer workers in every walk of life have gained a deeper understanding of the responsibilities of this generation to the next. Recognition of this responsibility has been the foundation for much of our present forward-looking legislation protecting the rights of children. No one knows what perils and trials lie ahead for the individual, the nation, or humanity. We do know that survival may well depend on the quality of care, education, and training which we as parents and as citizens provide for all children. Our inheritance of freedom must be safeguarded for tomorrow through ensuring the present welfare of today's children. Thank you, Mr. Ayinger. Next week, Inheritance will take you on another journey through the pages of American history. Today's story was written by Ruth Travis. Included in the cast were Bill Lipton, Stotts Cotsworth, John Larkin, Rusty Lane, Joseph Bell, Dick Hamilton, and Tom Charlesworth. Roger Bowman speaking. Inheritance was produced by William Welch and directed by Daniel Sutter. This is the NBC Radio Network. Enjoy variety entertainment on the Dennis Day Show today over most NBC radio stations.